Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, you've tuned into Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics relating to sex work. This show is hosted by several sex worker peers and we pride ourselves on facilitating a genuine safe space for sex workers to share their experiences and perspectives. Behind Closed Doors aims to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Please be mindful this program may not be for you and is not suited for little ears. There is also the possibility of explicit language used. This show this week is one hour long and it is special in, in, in commemorating... Sex International Sex Workers Day this Sunday. Okay, we're going to have some music, and first of all, we're going to have a song by a fantastic Australian band called Electric Fields. So, one more moment, and we're going to be having a great song. So, while you're listening, getting tuning in to us, we are behind closed doors. We're hosted by sex workers, and today on the show we have Kitty Galore and myself, Dean Lim. First of all, let's have Ornament by Electric Fields.
Hi everyone, you're listening to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM and we have a special one hour show for International Sex Workers Day this weekend. I'm Dean Lim. And I'm Kitty Galore. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Hey, Kitty. How are you? Hey, I'm good, thank you. Can you please tell me the name of the band of that song again? Oh, that was Electric Fields with Ornament. And Kitty, do you ever feel like an ornament? Uh, occasionally, <laughs> when I'm walking down the street. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you like being an ornament? Uh, it depends if I'm being paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like nobody wants to be an ornament. Exactly. Everyone wants to be respected as a human being and That's not right. as an item, you know? That's right. Okay, I, I completely agree with you. Is that what the song's about? Yeah, being treated like an ornament. Yeah, and how we shouldn't be. Yeah, that's right. So coming up, we have a spoken word piece. We have chats about international sex work and lots of great music. Kitty, how much do you know about International Sex Workers Day? Um... International Sex Workers Day is held every year um, on June the 2nd. Yes. And this year it falls on a Sunday. Yes, it I does. Believe. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a day to honour sex workers. And, yeah, it's it's amazing. What what else happens? Or what, what else is it about? Um, well, Dean, how about you tell me a little bit about that? Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I know it's, it's a day that commemorates um, an occupation of an area in France. It was in Lyon. And it was a place called Eglise Saint-Nizier, and it occurred in 1975. Yeah, um, it was like over 100 sex workers that showed up or something like that. Oh, my God, that's incredible. Mm. And, and it really draws our attention to, like, you know, what really happens in the world when people do come together and have rallies and stand up for their rights. Because I think, you know, the sex workers in Lyon, France, they, they stood up to, and rose against, you know, everyone around them to say, look, we are paying att- pay us attention because we want to, you know, draw attention to the terrible working t- conditions that we've got. Mm. See, I'm not really that big of a history nerd. However, International Sex Worker Day to me is a reminder that there's sex workers across the entire world in countries where sex work is legal and in countries where sex work is illegal. And at the end of the day, we need to have good working conditions for sex workers because we are humans. That's right. And and by standing up for our rights, it really helps to end discrimination st- and stigma that we face on a daily basis. You know, we, sex workers are important members of society and our work is real work. It's not just sex because we act like therapists, counsellors, we provide companionship to people from all walks of society. And you we know. don't hang some relationship obligation yeah. over them too, hey? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and that's part of like destigmatizing the industry, destigmatizing sex work. You know, we really need to take back all the negative impre- you know, impressions, you know, and give ourselves strength and power um, so, and, we, and we actually need to reclaim words and art and this actually leads us to um, a special guest that we've got who is Lisa Marie and she has written her version of a French song by Jacques Brel and his song was called Amsterdam so let's hear Lisa Marie and her spoken word piece Amsterdam. Welcome to the studio. Hello, my dear. How are we? I'm great. I'm great. It's a spoken word piece, which is my response to the very famous song Amsterdam by Jacques Brel. And it's something I've been wanting to work on for a while, the deconstruction of Amsterdam. It's a very disturbing song, as we'll find out. And it's a very popular song. It's much loved, but people, I think, don't stop to actually think about what it's saying about women and about sex workers in particular. And the song itself is really rather vicious, as we'll hear. And there's just a few things I want to say before I I start reading it. And one of them is that I mention the area of Amsterdam known as De Volen, which is for anyone who's been there will probably know the area where the sex workers rent windows to sit in. So I do mention that area. And my aim in this is, as always, challenging stigma. And it's also about the conversation we have about language, about the words that we use to describe sex workers and how hard it is sometimes to reclaim them, try as we might. Take it away. Amsterdam, the much-loved song by Jacques Brel, covered by Bowie in 73, a jazz singer's classic. Even John Denver sang it. 
never mind. Portray sailors on shore leave, a romance of low life, a song of the hard life, a song of men's lives. Brel's version in the French is all Amsterdam, full of argo and slang, words for fish meaning whore. Whore, according to the Urban Dictionary, a woman, rap music, a woman who engages in sexual intercourse for money, a woman with very low standards regarding who they sleep with, a woman of any age having more boyfriends than girlfriends. These women have little desire to be in a long-term relationship and will stop at nothing to have sex anywhere, any time with almost anyone. Even you, loser. In the port of Amsterdam, there's a woman who sings of her dreams of a life free of stigma and shame. She thinks of her days in a neighbouring town where she works in a wig and a made-up name. She's proud of what she earns, proud of her expertise, what she's made of herself. She owns her own house, but the school mums don't know what she does. In the port of Amsterdam, there's another woman who weeps while her kids are asleep. She longs to sleep too. But she's working a shift while the neighbour upstairs looks after her kids. She Skypes once a week, sends money back home. Ashamed to tell her mother her husband is gone. Certainly not where the money comes from. Every day her daughters whine. We miss our cousins. It's so cold here in winter. Can't we just go home? Amsterdam, the song of sailors pissing, fighting in the street, raging against sex workers for not being, excuse me, exclusive, is disturbing in its misogyny. The lyrics are what is known in the biz as whorephobic. He'll drink to the health of the whores of Amsterdam who've given their bodies to a thousand other men. Yeah, they've bargained their virtue, their goodness all gone, for a few dirty coins. Sex workers, by definition, don't give their bodies to anyone, nor do they sell them. You pay for their services for an hour or so of their time. How the world hates them for it. The song ends on a crescendo. And when he can't go on, he plants his nose in the sky and he wipes it up above and he pisses like I cry on the unfaithful love in the port of Amsterdam, in the port of Amsterdam. In my version, the women get to behave badly. In the port of Amsterdam, there's a woman who drinks and she drinks, and she drinks, and she drinks once again. And she'll drink to the health of the whores of Amsterdam, making a living as best as they can. And she yells to the world with her arms open wide, Hey, bring me a man, throw him down by my side. And she so wants to belch, but she's too full to try. So she stands up and laughs, and she unzips his fly. In the port of Amsterdam, while men are bursting their pants, you can see women dance, and they turn and they dance, and they laugh and they laugh at the faces men make when they come. All those men in the night with their pride in their pants taking a leap, leak underneath a street lamp. Forgetting the time the women grind men to ground, splitting the night, a refrain that resounds. Don't place the burden of bad men on whores. It's not our civic duty to heal incels or bores, 
or that wretched sod who, when he can't go on, takes it out on a woman pissing like a child, calling hate love for the whores of Amsterdam. In the port of Amsterdam, there's a woman who dies. One drunken night, at the hands of a man, feels he has the right. The last words she hears are, you filthy whore. In Devolen, Amsterdam, where the sex workers meet, a woman sits in a window, looking out on the street, while the blowins all gawp like she's a seal spinning balls, she's thinking how it's so damn tricky to reclaim the word whore. You climb up those stairs only if she gives the nod. She knows to stare back how to stop the tourist bozos dead in their tracks. In Devolen, Amsterdam, she knows to stare back If you're drunk or iced off your face, she can tell if your soul's in a dangerous place. You see a product, guilt in a cage. She reads invisible writing, your psyche's secret page. Beneath thirst and skin hunger, she scans your top-shelf dreams. She divines virgin fears, Here's your unshed tears or your woman-hating rage. You are a little cat's tail twitching in Devolen, Amsterdam. In Devolen, Amsterdam, outside the old church, admired by the crowd, stands a bronze statue. A young woman, she holds herself proud. There's a plaque neath her feet, Go close, read it well. It says, respect sex workers all over the world. Her name is Belle, and she speaks for all whores in Deval in Amsterdam, in the port of Amsterdam. You've been listening to Lisa Marie and her spoken word reinterpretation of the Jacques Brel song Amsterdam, originally released in 1964. And you're listening to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM and on digital radio platforms. Hey, Dean, you know, that piece was so strong and so powerful. Mm. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, absolutely agree. That was so good. Because at the end of the day, it shows how Jack Sprell's initial song of Amsterdam, released in 1964, was is just outdated now. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know... While I'm on this note, I just want to put out a big shout-out to Lisa Marie for writing that. Yeah, that was well done. I really appreciated her doing that. It just, it just, again, it just is just so great when sex workers can take back anything from the arts or media and reinterpret it for us and for a modern-day audience. Yeah, and there's more accuracy in it as well when it comes from a sex worker. It makes me think about how the general public views sex work and how important it is for sex workers to create their own work and be represented in music, media and arts, you know. Um, it kind of reminds me of this really awesome song by Sheer Diamond and this song's called American Pie. Oh, I love it. Okay, let's have a listen. I don't like antiques, I want something new The world don't like no freaks coming in their rooms But this beggar's got a right to choose I'm not a stranger, I'm just like you I need love, I don't need money After all these years, baby, I'm still running Who's gonna say my want is not a need? That get so dirty after all these years, baby, it's still hurting. Who's gonna say my won't is not a need? Just want my piece of the American pie. Got your slice, where is mine? Put my fingers on this thing called life. Just a piece of the American pie. 
breaking teeth, I want something new. I got my dignity, gonna live my truth. Like the southern smile, I just can't lose. Let my light sweep across the room. You may laugh, but it's not funny. That's the thing that keeps me coming. Who's gonna say my woe is not a need? All those looks that get so dirty lets me know that they're still learning. Who's gonna say my woe is not a need? Just want my CR Community Radio 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. You're back on Behind Closed Doors and today is a one-hour special to celebrate International Sex Workers Day this coming Sunday, June the 2nd. I have to say, when sex workers and workers get together to help their communities, amazing things happen. Oh, there's a very good song, hey? Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of a project that took place in India, and I might butcher um, the name, and uh, it's Sonagachi. Yep, perfect. Yeah, the Sonagachi Project in India. Yes, have you heard about it? Yeah, I, I think it began in like 1992. Yeah, I had to do quite a bit of research. Yeah. And um, it began then as an initiative to reduce the sexual transmission of HIV between sex workers and their clients. Yeah, so it's it's great when you know educational um, projects are developed. And I think this was led by an occupational health doctor. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was Dr. Samarajit Jana, where they had peer education and sexual health clinics that were the backbone of this project. And in this project, 12 sex workers were hired to be peer educators to disseminate information about HIV transmission and prevention. Uh, They promoted condom use, and they really encouraged sex workers to attend the project's sexual health clinics. Mm. And from this, you know, I, I think that a lot of inspiration um, came forth because in 1995, other groups were inspired to also develop and fight for sex worker rights and representation. Mm. And you know, this it's it's leading sex workers into being more of leadership roles. Yes. And the project expanded its focus to include social interventions as well. Mm. So um, it included the establishment of a cooperative bank solely for sex workers. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my god, you know what? We need to have that here in Australia. Yeah. It's it's um really amazing. And and basically they advocated for sex workers um sex workers behalf in relation to police, brothel managers, exploitive local men, and they influence the opinions of leaders, just like journalists and politicians. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really important because it has this kind of trickle-down effect where you think, okay, well, the sex workers are just only interested in their own little part of the world. 
but it it affects the broader community, like setting up a bank and setting up the whole, I guess, infrastructure of a community. And then, therefore, other people get involved, like the journalists, the politicians, in order to create you know, more initiatives, safer spaces for everybody. And it's just the power of helping a community, you know, and developing peer-led directives. And, you know, hopefully all of this leads to the end of stigma and discrimination for sex workers. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, let's have some music uh, from an Indian band called Badsha and their song Akla Jive. And um, then we'll also have a community announcement. So let's go. Tune in to the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR. Welcome back to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM. This is our one-hour show for International Sex Workers Day, Sunday 2nd of June. All right, so we've had a really good talk um, about what's going on with what's happening overseas. And let's go back to a little bit overseas. Mm. Well, I've got some news for you, and yes. this is going to be really interesting. So in Scotland this year, sex workers can actually join a trade union. That is amazing, Kitty. Yeah, it really is. Like, So Scotland's GMB campaigning trade union has launched an adult entertainment branch, um, and it also includes sex workers. The aim is really to make the industry safe and to improve working conditions. So that's just like the whole reason why International Sex Workers Day began. Yeah, absolutely. In 2017, the Scottish government actually voted to adopt the Nordic model. Um, And for those of you listening out there um, who haven't heard of the Nordic model, it's a model where the clients of sex workers are criminalised and the sex workers are not. So selling sex isn't illegal in Scotland, but street work and brothel keeping are. Oh, I, I really don't agree with the Nordic model. And that's why everyone has to 
march on the streets, just get mobilised and go for and ask for, demand full decriminalisation of sex work. Mm. You know, the Nordic model is twofold. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're here to support sex workers. You know, we're not criminalising sex workers. We're just criminalising their clients. But the truth is that it is still indirectly harming sex workers. That's right, because if you, if you criminalise or stigmatise any part of a community, it's just awful because you still have stigma. Mm. And and that's not what we want. We want to have a full decriminalised model where there is no stigma and people can go about their daily work and provide a service that is safe and secure and profitable for everybody involved. Well, you know, I think this is just the beginning where sex workers can be involved in shaping legislation and opening a conversation to change in the industry for the better. Like it's time to bridge gaps, um, not only within people, within the community, but also with the general public. Yeah, I, th- I think so too, because it's about having a conversation, you know, intelligent, calm conversation with everybody, not just within the sex worker community, but to build bridges with everyone around us. Mm. And, you know, and to say to everyone, look, you know, there's a reason why we need to have decriminalization. And that is for a safer workplace, to end stigma. But that's for everyone involved. It's not just for the workers, it's for the clients. And it's just a better outcome for everyone involved. I guess it's when we step out of our comfort zone is when we get to expand the knowledge that we have. Mm. And we hope that through you, yes, you listeners out there listening to this show, um, We have to demystify sex work for you and to see that, hey, you know, maybe not all sex workers are the same as what is portrayed on The Simpsons. (laughs) Yeah, or or any any media. Um, So we've been talking the last few weeks about representation and sex worker representation and how it's a real stereotype and it's easy to have stereotypes or misinformed stereotypes. And that's why we have this show, Behind Closed Doors, to hopefully educate, inform, entertain uh, people about the sex industry. And also create a platform where people can ask questions as yeah. well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We're getting there. Yeah. We, are, we are getting there. We are getting there. That's on further shows and on present day shows. Stay tuned and be excited, guys. Yeah, we've got a lot coming up, <laughs> a lot coming up. So what's coming up now? Well, let's continue after a song and a quick announcement. So the song that we have lined up is by Barbara Acklin, and this song is called Am I the same girl? Oh, so Kitty, are you the same girl? We'll find it after the song.
Breathe in and out. You're listening to 3CR. This is Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM. I'm Kitty and I've been chatting with Dean about international sex worker groups. So, Dean, where are we off to next? Well, we're going off to Thailand, but before that, hey, Kitty. Yeah. Are you still the same girl? Oh, Dean, no <laughs> comment. That's something that you and everyone else out there will find out over the future shows. Ooh, okay, I can't <laughs> wait. Tune in, everyone, tune in. All right, so we're going to Thailand. I love Thailand. It is really the land of smiles, yeah, you know? I, I, I totally agree. I, I, I've been in Thailand the last few years and I love it. And I hadn't been for many years and it really surprised me how how interesting the whole society was. I mean, yes, they've done a lot to modernise it, but if you get off the beaten track, there's still a lot of culture, small little communities, villages, and it's really interesting when you scratch below the surface because it's not just all about eating, shopping and sex. Hmm. I didn't do any of that when I was there. (laughs) I actually, I love Thailand so much and I went to see the ladyboy shows that they had there. (gasps) What? (laughs) It was so good that um, I said... Um, I've got to bring my dad and my sister to these shows. And I actually took them. And, uh, yeah, my dad was so shy. He sat throughout the entire show just looking at his knees. Oh, what? I've actually never been. And I'm planning to go to Thailand again this year. And I want to check it out. I think um, that's part of the experience Mm. to see how a society can be so open-minded regarding sex, sexuality, and have these shows and events. And, and I think that's part of the discussion we'll be having about Thailand. Yeah, and you know what? Like, it's it's good to be open-minded, to go yes. and expose yourself yes. to these things. And it's okay to go and be shy and, you know, still be uncomfortable to look. What is not okay is when we impose our own personal beliefs on other people to tell them that, hey, you know, you can't be doing what you're doing and you should stop being who you truly are. So it's okay to be shy. Like, go in and expose yourself be a little shy, but um, yeah, gain a new experience. So did so did your dad see it as a new experience, or he just closed himself off? No, no, no. He did see it as a new experience. I had to uh, elbow him a little bit. And be like, <laughs> come on, dad, it's okay. It's you know, it's okay. <laughs> would, would would he go again? Um, I'm not sure. I, I didn't ask, <laughs> yeah. but um, it's great that you know I'm taking my family and getting them exposed to stuff like this. And when I asked them afterwards, yeah, they did enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, because there are there are really well produced shows, and and that's something I would love to see more of is just the celebration of culture, the celebration of show business, not just the seamier sides of life. And that that's interesting to to point that out. But you know, that Thailand has a really amazing sex worker rights organisation called Empower, and they have heaps of members. So, um, so many, it's just ridiculous. How many members do you think this group has? I don't know. 300? Ooh, that's a good guess. Keep going. One more try. Uh, 2,000. Ooh, that's really good. Close, <laughs> close. They have an estimated 50,000 members. Dude, that's not close at all. 50,000 <laughs> to 2,000. 50,000 is heaps. <laughs> okay, I'm a little bit off with my maths. but <laughs> Australia, where are you? Where are 50,000 sex worker allies and sex workers ready to push... Um, you know, to fight stigma. Oh, that wouldn't. You know what, Kitty? That would be so amazing if we had a one group or a couple of groups, and we all got together, fifty thousand, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand strong of us in Australia, marching down the streets, saying, "You know what? We want full decriminalisation of sex work. We want a better industry, a better community, better world for sex workers." Do we have to march down the street, though? Well, yeah, in a nice outfit. How's that? <laughs> Can't we do it from home? <laughs> Look, I'll just tempt you with a bag of chips. How's that? We'll, okay. we'll be marching and eating our chips along the way. How's that? He knows my weakness. <laughs> and fried chicken. Really? Okay. <laughs> that's another That's another conversation. <laughs> well, you know what? At the end of the day, we need numbers like that here yes. in Australia. Yeah. And I believe it comes from the spirit of teamwork, yes. laying down our differences and say, hey, look, we're all sex workers or we're all humans. So let sex worker and ally combine to fight for the greater good. Yeah, that would, that would be so amazing because this group in Thailand, the Empower Group, they founded in 1985 
And what they want to do is, is to seek the improvement of working conditions of sex workers. And did you know that sex work is illegal in Thailand? What? I know. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. The Thailand's known for it, no? Yeah. It seemed to be so liberal and open-minded. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is really cool. But it actually isn't. Um, sex work is tolerated in Thailand. And the Empower Group actually advocates for the decriminalization of sex work. So, you know, they call themselves the Empower Group. Mm. Does it actually, like, what does it mean to them? Yeah, so in English, it, it actually, they used an English word. It translates as education means protection of women engaged in recreation. Ah, oh, so it's like an acronym. Yes, and yeah. I love that word. It's, it's just so good, Empower. It's just so forceful, it's strong, and it gives courage, and I, I just love it. Um, and the and the group is actually located and based in Chiang Mai, which is north of Bangkok, and that's an area that's in the mountains. It's full of beautiful temples, culture. It's just an amazing area. So to have a group based there is just wonderful. It's not in a big, bustly city. It's you know more rural in a way, and. This group even have their own nightclub where women are employed as waitresses and they receive social security benefits, including vacation and sick days. Wow, that's that sounds unbelievable, but I do believe it. And it's so wonderful when sex workers mobilize and help each other, um, you know, bridge the gap with the community and make their community safer. It and, does, uh, yeah. yeah it, it's the same with job opportunities mm, too. Mm. I mean, again, that's the whole effect of having a, a really strong community where you create jobs, you create work opportunities, even training opportunities for people. And it has a whole amazing trickle effect where everyone really um, appreciates what's being done. And there's so many opportunities in terms of work, training, safer work environment, a safer community, as well as community engagement. I think that's so important. Mm, so here's a question for you, Dean. Yeah. How could how would you propose building this community? Where can we start? Oh, good question. I think that we need to start now, and I think one of them is having our voices heard. Mm. So being on 3CR and having this show behind closed doors is one step in the right direction where we can talk about being a sex worker. We can talk about, look, you know, this is what we've gone through. This is what we need. And being honest and open and saying, look, you know, this is what we need. We, we can't just whinge and whine and say, look, why doesn't this, these things happen? We have to like really stand up and say, well, what do you, what do you want? Mm. Well, for me, I want to have full decriminalization. I want, you know, less stigma in the community, the wider community, the general public. Respect. Well, part of that, all of that, you yeah. know, respect, dignity, kindness. They're just basic human traits that we should all have and whether we have it internally as well as externally. We should show that to everyone, kindness, empathy. Well, let me share with you um, a personal experience of mine. Ooh, here we go, listener. <laughs> well, this is one thing that I absolutely love doing, and that's when I go out to a social setting. I'm sitting down for dinner or lunch with people who don't know my profession, and you know, I talk and I engage with people around the table, and then eventually they'll say, "So, what do you do? Um, you know, for work?" And that's when I smile and I say, "Well, I'm actually a sex worker," and the look on their face <laughs> is just shock. <laughs> and and after the after like five minutes, I guess when they've, you know, gotten back off the floor from falling off their seat. No. How, how do they? How do they then respond to you? Well, it's just because they. It, it's just because they assume that a sex worker is portrayed in a certain way. Yeah, all the stereotypes. Yep. Yeah, yes. and you know, I've sat down, have a conversation with them, gotten to know them, and then they've turned around and said, oh, so what do you do? Well, I'm a sex worker. What makes you think I've got so much you know, time on my hands to, to sit here and have lunch or dinner with, with this group? <laughs> I'm making time, by the way. Yeah, no, but that, that's what it all means. It's just that there is no stereotype for any profession. And yet with sex workers, we have this really outdated, ridiculous stereotype. Yeah, of, it's outdated. That's the main yeah, issue. Yeah, of, of what a sex worker is like. And our community is fantastic and enormous and amazing and diverse. Diverse. So diverse. It's just incredible. Yes. So time for another song? Sure. Okay. Well, we're going to have a song called, this is called Can You Handle It? by Sharon Red and 
she was an amazing, amazing performer. She performed on stage and just amazing. Sharon Red, check her out. Welcome back to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM. I'm Dean Lim, and with me is Kitty Galore. Hey, Kitty. Hey. And we've been having a very special one-hour episode of Behind Closed Doors in uh, preparation of Sex Workers, International Sex Workers Day. Day. Yeah. June 2nd, <laughs> June this Sunday. June 2nd, yes, this Sunday. Okay, so lots of things happening overseas. What about here in Australia, in Victoria? We need... Full decriminalisation. Let's round up 50,000 people. <laughs> Yay, come on, let's take to the streets and demand full decriminalisation. So, Kitty, what does that mean to you? I'll be really honest with you, Dean, and this is not something that I'm terribly proud to say, but uh, when I first, you know, introduced myself to the sex worker community, I was extremely apolitical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never cared for sex worker politics until someone said, Kitty, if you care for sex work, then you need to care for decriminalization. And since then, many of my friends in the industry have taught me how to fight for decrim. And that's why I believe wholeheartedly that it's time for sex workers to fight together. 
Yes. You Absolutely. Know? Agree. Yeah. And I've come such a long way. I, I used to go, what? Decrim? What was that? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it takes a really kind and patient group of people, multiple people, to slowly walk you through what is decrim, what it entails. Um, and one of those groups is Sex Work Law Reform Victoria, um, who have given quite a bit of insight and information for us to share with you on this show. So thank you so much to Sex Work Law Reform Victoria. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a, a, a one of the really great groups that are doing a lot of work behind closed doors, just like our show. And they, they are, you know, talking to a lot of people in the hope of having a, an inquiry in the, gov- in the parliament, looking at the sex industry, the sex worker industry in Victoria, leading towards full decriminalisation of sex work. Well, can you share with us the website? Because, you know, for someone who was me quite... <laughs> a- apolitical. <laughs> Not too long ago. Yes. Um, I didn't have enough information. And right now their website has a lot of clear-cut information yep. that anyone, whether you're a sex worker or a member of the general public, can go and, and learn mm. quite a bit. Yeah, there's a lot of information on sexworklawreformvictoria.org.au and I'm just looking on their page now and it's it's just some great simple to read and understand information such as the top five benefits of decriminalisation. And did you know that you know if we have dec- full, when we have full decriminalisation, it actually makes it easier for sex workers to report crime or harassment to the police. Mm. At the moment... We have such a negative view of the police that a lot of crimes are, are literally unreported, which is just horrible, horrible. You know, we also it also reduces the mistreatment of sex workers by increasing our access to healthcare and human rights. I mean, who doesn't want that? That's amazing. It Im- also improves the rates of safer sex pa- practices and lowers the rate of STIs, averting HIV infections, which is amazing. It removes barriers to sex workers paying income tax. And I think that's helpful and healthy for a community to have people paying tax. It also provides less opportunity for organised crime and police corruption to take hold in the sex industry. That's a big one. And that's a big one. But such great points that why wouldn't we have full decriminalisation? I think it's about getting the word out there and taking the time to share and educate. Mm. Um Thinking back to where I was not too long ago, sometime, you know, was it 2018, 17? Time flies so fast. Wow. But I needed someone to, to guide me because um, it is quite um, a large amount of information that needs to be processed. And so hopefully if uh, groups like these are still willing to support us, then we'll take it. You know, we need to bridge that gap and share more information you know, we can't discriminate, Dean. We, we have to mobilise us as the sex worker community, uh, reaching out to the general public and working together. Yeah, that, that's so important. I think that's the key point that we've raised over the, you know, the hour that we've spoken about, you know, whether you're a group in India or Thailand or Scotland, anywhere in the world, the people who are most effective are the people that work behind closed doors. They do all the hard work to really mobilize and educate, inform and get to their community together and go for basic rights, human rights, not just to say, oh, we're fantastic, we know, aren't we great? It's like, no, this is why we need full decriminalization. I guess, you know, the word decriminalization scares some people. Yes, some people think, yes. oh, it's, it's, it'll be decriminalized. That means we'll have, you know, um, sex workers on every street corner next yes. to every 7-Eleven. Yeah. Brothels will pop up next to kindergartens. But the truth is that is misinformation. That's right. Again, misinformation. Yeah. And we need to educate everyone, sex workers, the general public, to say, look, you know what? Sex work is work. And what we're doing is work. Because, Dean, when – let's say when. When yes. <laughs> it happens. Yes, when it happens. Yeah, when it happens, there are other laws that will still protect members of society, that will still govern um, where brothels can pop up. That's you know? right. If there's still code of conducts in place. There's still, you know, licensing, not licensing, there's still rules and laws regarding, you know, where you can operate your business. And I think that's what we're looking for. It's just sensible, logical, you know, discussion first, which is through the inquiry. And from an inquiry, 
let's have full decriminalization. Mm. That that's that's where we're at. And you know what? Like, mm. if people have questions, and I'm sure that there would be people out there who do, you know, pop online, go, have a read, and if you've got questions, email them. Yeah, or email, email, email us, us, and we will direct <laughs> you. So our email is bcd3cr at gmail.com. Well, we'll try our best to answer your question. Yeah, and we can always refer you on. There's a, there's a lot of great groups. Yeah, many lot, great groups, actually. A, a lot of really good groups out in our community there's lots of information it's just about accessing the information and, and not be scared to ask bringing the community together because yes. there's many great groups out there but it's you know mobilizing all these different troops to make an army oh yeah i love a good army <laughs> <laughs> absolutely wow the you know what's kitty the hour has flown by so fast no i know i, I want to do it all over again <laughs> Let, let's do it again. An hour with Kitty and an hour with Dean. Oh, I like the sound of that. Well, I want to get more <laughs> sex workers in this studio and I want you guys to hear just the diverse amount of uh, sex worker voices so you know, like, we're not trying to um, just, you know, dictate the show, but there are many sex workers out there who are very much like Dean and myself who, who do break stigma, right? That's right, and it's all about... You know, breaking down walls, breaking down the stigma and discrimination that we face on a daily basis. You know, um, when there's no safe space, you would tend to run and hide. And, yes. Yeah, you don't want to come forward and be like, hey, I'm a sex worker. Because yeah. you get attacked. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So that's it for our show today. All right, well, Dean, lead us out. Okay, well, thanks, everyone, for listening to this special edition of Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM. Let's end with another song. It's a song by called Daisy by Kevin Johansson. It's a Spanish-language song, and basically it's a song about a client talking about his uh, love of a sex worker, and it's actually a trans female worker. And he goes on about how he's, like, negotiating communicating with her going oh you know what what do i want from you and then realizing it's a trans worker but he doesn't care because he loves her and he wants her to be you know a customer of hers he wants to be her client and the song is a positive message that beauty is everywhere work is everywhere and we can also have great clients great great relationships with our clients as well so this is daisy by kevin johansson you've been listening to behind closed doors on 3cr 855 tune in next week where we have a lot more going on a lot more going on stay tuned ¿Cuánto, cuánto cobra la, la hawaiana? Me hace precio. ¡Qué picapa, mamita! ¡Ah, me vuelve loco! Ustedes son lo que más me gusta. Y bueno, y bueno, vamos, 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 vamos. Vamos, no levantemos la pardilla, ¿viste? Porque si me llegan a escrachar... Con un travesaño, para de. Y... No, no, me dan vuelta, me dan vuelta. ¿Cómo te llamas? Daisy. Daisy. Y vamos. Acá hay un hotel que se llama Oasis. Que está bárbaro.